When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. It took me a long time to come up with my four tendencies personality framework, and I have to say the effort just about melted my brain. But finally, I was able to see the four types clearly. Upholder, Questioner, Obliger, and Rebel. As I was trying to identify the four types, there was one kind of problem that I spent a lot of time thinking about. It was a problem that I didn't really face myself, but I knew that from talking to other people, it was a very common problem. And that puzzled me. It's the problem of taking care of yourself. I don't really have trouble with this, and now I know why. I'm an upholder who tips to questioner, And this problem usually isn't much of a problem for upholders like me. But it can be a tremendous challenge for obligers. And also, if you want to get technical about it, it can also be a big challenge for upholders who tip to obligers. This matters because obliger is the biggest group of the four types. Lots of people are obligers, so therefore, anything that affects obligers is a common problem and it's often discussed. Someone says something like, I give 110% to my clients. Of course, I don't have time to eat right or exercise. Or someone says, I'm so busy taking care of other people, there's no time for self-care. I found that when obligers do face this problem of taking care of themselves, it helps them to think, I have to take care of myself first if I'm going to be able to take care of other people. For instance, I very often hear people remind themselves of the line that we all hear every time we get on an airplane. Secure your own oxygen mass first before helping others. That's the idea. I must protect myself if I'm going to be able to help others. Now, it's also true about obligers 
that if obligers get too overwhelmed or drained, they can fall into obliger rebellion. When after meeting expectations for a long time, they can suddenly snap and say, this I will not do. Sometimes this takes a small, funny form, like, I'm not going to answer your emails for a week. And sometimes it's dramatic, like ending a long friendship or quitting a job suddenly. It's very important for obligers to realize that they must preserve themselves, even if the only way they can justify that is by thinking of their service to others. In the past, as an upholder myself, this argument always seemed unnecessary to me but now I see why it may be necessary for others. There's a book by Ann Patchett that I've read a few times called Truth and Beauty, A Friendship. I love Patchett's novels, especially Belcanto, and I also love her works in essay and memoir. In Truth and Beauty, she writes about her deep 20-year friendship with the writer Lucy Greeley, who died in 2002 when she was 39 years old. Greeley was an extraordinary person, by all accounts, and among other things, she wrote Autobiography of a Face, about losing part of her jaw to childhood cancer and her years of chemotherapy, radiation, and endless reconstructive surgeries. Here is what Anne Patchett writes. I put my hand on Lucy's back and felt her uneven breaths, the tremor of her shoulder blades. I was stunned by the rawness of her pain. I came to understand that night in the sports bar, safe from the blinding rain, that I could not worry about Lucy anymore. I knew then it was just too enormous for me to manage, and that worrying about her would swamp me. If I was swamped by worry, I would be useless to her. It was even possible that I would desert her. And that was the thing that could never happen. It's important to remember that if we're going to take care of other people, We need to take care of ourselves first. If you have no idea what I'm talking about with the four tendencies, I'll post a link in the show notes where you can take the free quick quiz and learn a bit more. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier.